0: Welcome to the Columbus Connection, a weekly public affairs program produced in for and about Columbus County, North Carolina. Now here's your host, the managing editor of Columbus County News, Jefferson Weaver. Good
1: Saturday, everyone. This is Jefferson Weaver, WTXY on ColumbusCounterNews.com. Welcome to the Columbus Connection. I'm here with my friend and neighbor, Miss Alma Galloway. How are you this morning? I'm doing
2: great, Jefferson. How are you?
1: Doing good. Y'all, y'all got a few things going on out there at the Mays Graves.
2: We do. We always have something going on. Well,
1: what's the What's the first thing we got coming up?
2: Our selfies in the sunflowers this weekend, Saturday, Sunday, and Labor Day.
1: Now, what is selfie in the selfies in the sunflowers?
2: So we have about 10 acres of beautiful sunflowers, and you come out, bring your cell phone, take your selfies out in the field with the sunflowers behind you. We have all kinds of props out in the field for you to stop and take your pictures, for instance, a clawfoot bathtub, which that's I think cool. you should come out and climb in and take and your picture somebody in.
1: Somebody wouldn't have to help me out of it, probably, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, if you know what, um, so folks just get to come out and take pictures? Yes,
2: yeah, so they come out and take pictures. There is an admission fee of $8.50. That's to come through the gate on the farm. And then you can go into either of our fields. We have a picking field and then a photo field. So, the picking field are the flowers that are a little bit smaller and better stems than the big flowers in the photo field. And we also have a field of zinnias um some flowers you can pick by the stem they're a dollar a stem buy five get one free buy ten get three free or you can buy a bucket and fill it up
1: cool very neat so you know there's there's an easy way to come up with flowers to take mamas on sunday yeah and
2: the zingas are beautiful they are absolutely beautiful they are a little bit more they're two dollars a stem but they are absolutely beautiful
1: now, of course, y'all have got maize craze coming up. I'm, I want to talk first off about Galloway Farms, because y'all are really, really heavily into the agritourism. And a lot of folks have said that's going to be one of the things that really helps the new transit really helps Columbus County. How, how does agritourism work?
2: So agritourism initially was developed for the farmer to supplement their income to keep their farm alive. Um, there's a big disconnection between the public and agritourism. A lot of people think, hey, I'm going to go, put a barn beside the road and throw some animals out there and start charging people to come see my animals. That is not agritourism. Agritourism, first, you need to be a bona fide farm, and I'm sure there are many bona fide farms here in Columbus County, and then you just have a need to supplement your income.
1: And that's, I mean, what are some of the, of course, some of the other things y'all do? Everybody's really familiar with many So it's such a broad
2: spectrum. Agritourism is such a broad spectrum. Um, Anything from you pick strawberries, you pick blueberries, raspberries, any type of you pick vegetable, um, wedding venues, wineries and vineyards. Um, I've seen you pick potatoes. Digging for potatoes, believe it or not.
1: <laughs> it's too much like work. But.
2: I know, right? Well, see, it's the things that you and I might take for granted on the farm that other people don't, and they don't get to see, and so they don't know. Um, you'd be surprised at the people that come out to the farm and don't realize that pecans grow on a tree.
1: Well, I mean, I, mean, I have simple. folks, you know, we live you know a couple of miles from you, and I have you know, a dear friend of mine from the city who they really want to come out and just meet my critters. You yeah, know, just, just so they can be out in the country and so they can get known because they have no earthly idea. They have no concept of these things.
2: Right. And so that is actually how I, I got started. Um, my son had a birthday party. He was five. Um, he was going to a school down near Wilmington and we invited all of his classmates and all these people came out to the farm at 11 in the morning, six that evening. They were still on my farm. They were just in awe of the animals and the sky and the trees. And, you know, my wheels just got to turning, and I thought, hmm, I might could do something with this. Yeah, yeah. That's before I even knew what agritourism was. So. Yeah, I mean
1: it's. I think it's just really a neat thing because we have. You know, farming has changed so much. The agro economy has changed so much, and folks going away. You know, I think this is the fourth or fifth time recently on a Columbus connection we've been talking about kids moving away from the counties. Yeah. And yeah, this is this is something that people can come here for, that some people can stay here for. It's, yeah. not, it's not just running around on a tractor all day, like some no, folks do.
2: And you know, my driving force is more of the education part of it. You know, I want to see people learn what farming is all about and why farming is so essential and needed, why we need our farmers, why we should thank our farmers. And from the little ones right on up to the adults, it doesn't stop with school children. I mean, the adults learn a lot when they come out to the farm, and that's my driving force is just the education. And again, there's this huge disconnection between the general public and agriculture. And it's really sad because Columbus County has always been an agriculturally driven county. Yep. But you'd be surprised at the kids in this county that think eggs grow in the field or they get them at the grocery store.
1: So... <laughs> And that still worries me. So much, it's very but. worrisome.
2: But you know, that's you know, we do field trips all through the fall. We do field trips Monday through Friday. And I put about six thousand kids through my farm in October. Oh
1: my goodness, six thousand!
2: I hate to say it, only maybe two schools from Columbus County actually comes to my farm. I get farms from nine different counties that come out to our farm. So
1: that's. I ha- we I mean, need more I Columbus County
2: one. schools, y'all, if you're listening, bring them kids out.
1: <laughs> and I know some of you are there, so listen, we got this resource right here close to home. Make use of it. So what are some of the activity, other activities y'all have out there at Galloway Farm? Um, so
2: I'm gonna start like with what I just mentioned, our field trip activities. I do a huge anti bullying presentation. October is National Bullying Prevention Month. Yep. And I am just happened to be partner. I just happen to be partnered with um, Spookly the Square Pumpkin, who is the national spokes pumpkin for pacers, National Center for Bullying Prevention. And, I'm not
1: gonna try to say spokes pumpkin Yeah, Spooks pumpkin, quickly. no. It's it's pumpkin.
2: It can tie your tongue up. So um, we do a, a very dynamic anti-bullying presentation through the story of spookley the square pumpkin on our farm and that is my driving force for my field trips that's why i have all those schools coming from everywhere it's because spookley is a national icon for the anti-bullying campaign um, so then after field trips we do our maze is our big attraction in the fall we run um, the maze the last weekend in september through the first weekend in november um, and it's it's a lot of fun there's over 13 acres of field to walk in and get lost in and it's not it's not your average maze it's not like you would think you would just go in and try to find your way out a lot of people you think that's what it is but it's you're actually on a scavenger hunt and you have to find 10 points and then find your way out
1: well do y'all have some christmas Christmas programs out there as well Um,
2: we have we've had christmas a few times on the farm um, didn't work out very well because we don't have any enclosed buildings and you know how weather can be here yep. in december it was wet and cold and until i get an enclosed building i think i'm going to put christmas on hold for a while we'll,
1: we'll put that put that on hold that's, yeah yeah that's but we do
2: we do a great spring activity when easter rolls around we do a helicopter easter egg drop and we drop twenty five thousand easter eggs from the sky onto the farm and it's A crazy fun day. I
1: actually had people, and I meant to tell you this before the interview, but I actually had someone from Raleigh and someone from Wilmington who had kinfolk from somewhere halfway across the country who happened to be visiting at Easter that came to your Easter egg drops in a helicopter. That's a small (laughs) world,
2: right? (laughs) That is crazy, yeah.
1: So how many folks do y'all have working on the farm out there?
2: So during the May season, I have a staff of about 16 yeah it's not not a whole lot, but it takes all sixteen of us running around like chickens with their heads cut off to keep things rolling on the weekends
1: that's, um, and there's still an actual working farm attached yes we are to so, Farms. yeah that's <laughs> right so
2: we are a working farm first, you know we're a farm with an agritourism um, destination on the side, so yeah, we have beef cattle and we do beef cattle and we do row crops, um, corn oats, soybeans.
1: Yeah. We're going to take a real quick break, and we'll be right back with Al McGalloway and more on the Columbus Connection.
0: Has your heater or air conditioner busted, appliance broken, computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Call 800-201-1478 to customize your plan. Plus ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money back guarantee. Call 800-201-1478 now for your free quote. That's 800-201-1478.
1: and we're back with Columbus Connection folks this is Jefferson Weaver I'm here in the studio with Ms. Alma McGalloway let's talk some more about I don't want to try to say it no, I'm not. Let's talk some more about your square pumpkin friend.
2: All right. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people stop there. It's Spookly. Spookly is his name. The square you know, pumpkin. So I'll give you a little bit of history on Spookly. Um, the author of the book is um, Joe Troiano. He started telling his children a bedtime story. One of his children wanted to hear a story about a pumpkin because it was close to Halloween. And so he did what any other great dad does. He sat there and he made up a story. And he, you know, it's a lot like Rudolph, it's the odd. The odd child. It's the kid that's different that gets, you know, picked on and teased and bullied. And by the end of the day, he saves the farm. So he becomes the hero. And so that just kind of grew, and he ended up getting the book published. And um, I actually work for the company that manages the copyright of the character and the book and the rights thereof. So and we have farms all across America that are what's considered spookly farm program members and now that's neat it is we have and not only in America we have um, customers in the UK Italy and Canada so it's huge if you google find a spookly farm near me you're gonna see orange dots all over the globe and that's you know all people that I'm associated with through the spookly the pumpkin program
1: so, I mean how, how does this work for the kids I mean, how-
2: okay so um, when they come to the farm they're gonna um, the first thing they see is a giant inflatable spookly on their farm and they all get excited because they've seen them on Disney and they've seen them on Netflix and so they're just super excited to see spookly and um, they go through our small kids maze there's a story trail inside the maze it's the entire story on outdoor weatherproof signs and the teacher just takes them through in small groups and reads the story and there's different interactions with the kids throughout the story for instance she'll read one page and they might say how do you think Spookly felt or have you ever seen someone who was different than you and, and how did you know how did people treat them or how did you treat them so it just teaches the young ones all about differences and kindness and tolerance and acceptance and our differences is what makes us special. And by the end of the story, they take a pledge against bullying, and I give the teachers a certificate to hang up in their classroom with all the kids' names that they took the pledge. And then they get their photos with the giant spookly there in the, in the front yard. And they play a lot of fun games in between there.
1: I <laughs> was well, gonna say, you get kids out the classroom and it's a pretty day and they're outside and oh, almost yeah. with no fences, they're gonna have some fun.
2: They are, they have a lot of fun. We do a lot of crazy fun things. So let's,
1: let's talk about the the maze a little bit okay when did y'all start doing that
2: 2011 was our first year and uh you know that's an interesting story in itself this is our 12th year yeah
1: I mean, 12 years. Yep, this is
2: our 12th season. Seems like
1: it's been around forever. Well, thank you.
2: That, that makes me feel good. We ha- we are known very well, I think, in the region. So I have, I mean, people come two, three hours away to visit our farm. And it makes me feel really great that the name is out there. Um, we started just because I had gotten laid off of my job of 23 years. And I simply told my husband I couldn't function because I had a very good job. And I was spoiled. And I wanted to do something on the farm. And being the fourth-generation farmer that he was, he thought I was crazy when I said I wanted to plant a field of corn and charge people to walk through it. And he said, you can't do that. Everybody in Columbus County has a cornfield in their backyard or down the road, and they don't want to go walk through it. And um, I begged him and begged him for a couple years, and he finally he gave me a little piece of land, and he said, you show me you can make more money with that piece of land right there, and we'll talk about it. Year one. I showed him I could make more money with that piece of land than he could. It wasn't a lot of money, but (laughs) it was still more than the cows were making us grazing on it. So um, it just went from there. Every year we've done something a little different. Um, We do a different design every year, which is pretty cool. Um, I've had several Columbus County businesses that participate with me and partner with me and we create an advertisement in the maze for their business and, you know, the name of their business in 90 foot tall letters, you're not going to get that anywhere else.
1: Now, you mentioned the design, so what is the design this year?
2: So this year, I am super excited to have just gone up a whole nother level. Um, I have a national brand as my partner, and that is Netflix. And I have created a billboard for their very popular series, Outer Banks, which if you're not familiar with, it is um, the writer of the show Lives in Wrightsville Beach. Um, the show was filmed mostly in Charleston, but the show is set in North Carolina. Gotcha. So um, very popular in our region. and and I'm super excited to just, I don't know, just have that notoriety.
1: I mean, that's neat. You, of course, you had, a, you know, we were talking you know, about this. You had a little bit of a surprise.
2: I did, Jefferson. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> On the way over here, someone messaged me and said, have you looked at your Instagram? And I was like, not really. You know, I do look at it throughout the day, but not really. And I said, that reel that you put up has been viewed over, 500,000 times and I was like what and I couldn't hardly contain myself you know it's pretty cool to think that a half a million people has looked at that reel which the reel is simply just a time-lapse of the maze being cut out super fast like 30 second time-lapse of the eight-hour process it took us to cut the maze. That's neat. Yep.
1: Yeah, I think it's just a couple of more people to come through Hallsboro. I don't think anybody would argue. I'm sure they got plenty of sausage no. at Pearson Company. And yeah,
2: that's right. And, you know, that's another neat thing that I do out there is I give people the opportunity to advertise for their business. And you mentioned Pearson Company and Sausage. They're one of my advertising partners. And I tell so many people they've got to go get some sausage. And, yeah, I am bringing a lot of, a lot of people into our county that wouldn't normally come here and exposing them to businesses that they wouldn't otherwise know about.
1: Now, if the what's the maize made of this year? What are y'all planting this year?
2: So we plant sorghum sudan. It's a, a hybrid cross between sorghum and sudan grass. It is a uh, period sensitive. It grows really well. It um, it's drought tolerant. Extremely drought tolerant. So if we're in a drought, which we were,
1: just been good. Yeah, know, it's a good um, thing to have until a couple. But it weeks can ago. drown. You
2: know, <laughs> you know. I think one of our greatest things as farmers, you know, our greatest obstacle. An enemy is the weather, and it's also our greatest ally. So, it's, it's a tough situation to be in when you're a farmer and you're relying on the weather for everything, good and the bad. So, the weather can hurt you, and the weather can help you. So, um, the sorghum Sudan stands very well um, if we have a hurricane, and I have been flattened several years, yeah. completely leveled. Um, sometimes this will stand back up if, if if it's sunny and warm, and it wants to grow back up towards the sun, and then sometimes it won't. So, we've been faced with a lot of you know, problems with the weather in the Sorghum Sudan.
1: Now that's what I was curious about as to whether it was, a, you know, the traditional, quote-unquote, traditional corn maize, or if y'all, I thought y'all had shifted over to a sorghum Right, product. I have
2: actually never grown corn. Um, and I try not to advertise as a corn maize, but, you know, come to the Sorghum Sudan maize, I don't think I think it's many. kind of like yeah. a
1: Xerox machine. Everybody <laughs> yeah. automatically thinks they hear maize, that's they're right. gonna think corn.
2: That's right. So. right. Um, I don't try to advertise too much with the word corn because it's not corn, but then again, people really don't know the difference once they get out there. And it stays green the whole season. And you know in October, corn is dead and brown and ready to be harvested. And this stays green till the frost.
1: No, that's good. Y'all have got a a lot more going on out there than I realized. And and I have been out to visit you, not lately, but I'm ashamed to say, but I have been out to visit you and didn't know you had quite so much happening out there. Uh, And, you
2: know, with the sorghum, one of the things that the sorghum does is it brings in pests to our crop that we don't like, like we get a sugarcane aphid that comes in just because we have that sorghum sudan. It's kind of a sweet, has a sweet juice on the inside. Right. And those sugarcane aphids get in there and they can eat the crop and destroy it within a matter of days and just totally wipe your crop out. And so, you know, one thing I've done to kind of help me out with that is I, I discovered that ladybugs are natural predators to the sugarcane aphid. And so I found out that releasing ladybugs, you know, they're going to eat those ugly is, the ladybug is a beneficial pest and it's going to eat those ugly bugs and so i do a ladybug release and people come out cool. and they they buy a ticket and they get a hundred ladybugs and they get to go out in the field and turn them ladybugs loose for me well, that's just neat yeah
1: and especially since you're not spraying another chemical on things that's right yeah that's uh, i think that makes a difference for folks you know, you're not going out there walking around in a maze being surrounded by chemicals people You might be surrounded by bugs, but good bugs. A
2: lot of bugs. Good bugs, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, we're going to take another break, and we'll be right back with more of the Columbus Connection.
0: Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge
1: problem with the IRS i've got some free advice for you this service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the irs ten thousand dollars or more in back taxes and if you qualify we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the irs or our services cost you nothing the first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth five hundred dollars stop worrying about your irs problem We can help you,
0: we promise. Call the tax doctor right now, I mean right now, to learn more. 800-605-4650. 800-605-4650. 800-605-4650. That's 800-605-4650.
1: And welcome back to the Columbus Connection, everyone. This is Jefferson Weaver, here we again with my friend and my neighbor, Alma Galloway from Galloway Farms, the maize craze. That's always your big thing for the year. I mean, that's the biggest thing everybody thinks about, looks forward to. So tell us what's going on with the maize craze. We already know, you know it's been, it you know, has the design from the Outer Banks TV show from Netflix on it this year. Yeah.
2: So the great thing, I think, about our Farm Jefferson is it's not just a maze. We do have activities there for all ages, you know, starting with the maze. We have a two-acre kids' fun maze, So, and even not just for kids. If you're a little intimidated by going into that big field because there's five miles of trails, you can just go in the little field, and it's a lot less intimidating. And you just walk through. We have three little story trails in there that the kids can walk through with their parents and read stories, and we have a scavenger hunt for the kids in that maze.
1: One of the things I'm digging on is I keep hearing, family 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 it is
2: it is a family and that's what we build on we are family friendly um, families come make it a tradition and that's what we like you know i've seen people that come and they got their children that they've had when they were infants and now they're 10 years old bringing them to the maze and they show me pictures of them when they you know check in this is when she was a baby and so that makes me feel real good that i'm you know i'm making a place for people to establish traditions for their family but the big maze is, like I said, it's a scavenger hunt, and um, actually this year I am working with a software developer out of Raleigh, and we have built a program that will allow you to scan a QR code at the entrance, and it actually will time you as you walk through the maze, show you your exact GPS location as you on the map on your phone of the maze, and then as you collect your items that you're collecting in the scavenger hunt is keeping track of it on your phone. And then if you find them all, you can successfully complete the hunt at the end of the maze. And your name is recorded on a leaderboard, which is super cool. We actually had this, we actually had this the last two years, Um, but the the people who own the program sold the program to another company, and I didn't have access to it, so I decided to build my own, and I'm actually putting some components in it that is a little better than the other one was. So I'm really excited about that. But outside the maze, we do have activities for all ages, from cornhole, we have hop-along bouncers for the toddlers to sit on and bounce on, we have slides, we have swings, we have games for adults, um, things like Pigskins and pins, where you throw a football at bowling pins and try to knock the bowling pins over—just something different that you're not going to get anywhere else. Um, have a few animals there for you to. I was
1: going to say, I think you've probably got a few critters around. Yep,
2: we got a few critters. We have a uh, Bunnyville, a little town where all the bunnies live. They have their own barber shop where you can get your hair cut. Oh, yeah. A school, a <laughs> church—that's um, just a fun place for people to watch the rabbits run around. And then we have miniature donkeys and goats and a, a baby calf this year. So. We have a hundred you know fifty beef cattle, but people don't like just looking at a bunch of cows, so we had to mix it up just a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a whole lot different when you get up, you know, close and personal with one as opposed yeah. to you yeah. know 175 or 200, however many are out there.
2: And you know, we do this year. We're excited to have um, wind pigs fly out to the maze. They're going to be out there every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with their food truck. Um, so we you know they have a following. So you are listening and you love their food. Right there,
1: yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna give you guys a shout out. That is that is a hard working group of folks. yes they
2: are and I'm excited to have them at the maze for the whole season so if y'all are following them and you want to get some good food come on out to the maze we have a covered picnic pavilion Um, you can sit under there eat eat your lunch enjoy it um We got, I mean, just so many different games. We have adult-sized tricycles and kid-sized tricycles that you can race with, race your child with, you know, ride them around the farm. We have a giant chair and a giant rocking chair. We have um, swings in the side of the field where you can enjoy the evening and look at the flowers and swing in the swings. We have an augmented animal experience, Jefferson, which is unlike anything else. So, I don't have
1: to feed them, do I?
2: No. These okay. are digital animals <laughs> that are hidden around the farm. You download an app to play, and this is an, another one of my brain creations. Um, you download an app to play, and you find the animals around the farm, and you look through your phone, and you see an animated cow standing there, and you can actually take your kid's picture with that animated cow standing on our farm. It's a little hard to understand till you see it. If you play Pokemon Go, and I was about to that's ask, what is this like? like
1: the the Pokemon game? So that's actually what gave me the video.
2: idea. When Pokemon was the Pokemon Go came out, people were coming out to the maze and finding Pokemons in the maze and posting these pictures of these Pokies out in my field. And I was like, what is up with this? And I said, they shouldn't be finding them. They should find farm animals. There and we so, go. Um, the company I work with out of New York, we hired a company out of Australia and built the app for us. And, so, and that's a product that we actually sell to other farms across the nation. There we so, go.
1: Yeah, it's one of the things I'm loving, Alma, is the fact that y'all have adapted so much in so many different ways. And of course, you know, come a whole, you know a long way from you know where your husband threw his hands up and said, "All right, do something with this field." That's right. But, I mean, this is this is something. You know, I'm, I've been a real big proponent of agritourism ever since it came out. I mean, I I distinctly remember because I still lived in Clinton when the last tobacco auction took place up there. And it was such a tremendous change in our community, in our economy, and in everything else. And y'all are, y'all are preserving the farm. Y'all are preserving the family farm here.
2: Yeah. And, that's, and that is like going back to our initial conversation in the beginning when I said, you know, bona fide farms. Um, you want to keep that farm in your family for generations to come. And so agritourism is a way that you can keep it thriving. Just don't forget about the farm. Yeah, don't finish. don't get so wrapped up in your agritourism and your entertaining your guests that you forget why you started this in the first place and that was to save the family farm, preserve it for the next generation to come and educate people about farming. And a lot of people forget about that.
1: Now, how long has the farm Farms been around?
2: Oh my, they bought their first track of land in 1944, I believe wow. it was. 42 or 44. So,
1: that's that's a very good run. Yeah. And still going on. And we hope still going on for a long time.
2: I hope so, indeed.
1: I hope you will come back and see us again.
2: I sure will.
1: And we thank you for being here, Miss Alma. Y'all, head, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where is the maze craze? We almost forgot the most As if everybody
2: thing. doesn't know. The <laughs> <laughs> we are located in Hallsboro, right off of Sam Potts on Artesia Road, 370 Artesia Road.
1: And I'm sure people can find you online if they need to.
2: At GallowayFarmNC.com.
1: And they'll probably see that half a million. Of, well, I'm sure it's got more views on it by now. The
2: Jump on Instagram, GallowayFarmNC, and, you know, like everything we have on there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there we go. A good, a good broad approach there. Alma, thank you so much dear your light. Hope you all have a wonderful season.
2: Thank you, Jefferson.
1: And everyone, you all are making a great week out there. This is Jefferson Weaver, WTXY, and ColumbusCountyNews.com with Columbus Connection.